Welcome to the Waybox podcast. We'll be chatting to some of the most influential people in the UK health and fitness industry, finding out a little bit more about the people behind the profiles. So whether you're on the treadmill, commuting to work, or simply chilling at home, we hope you enjoy listening. and welcome to the Waybox podcast. My name is Tally and today I don't have to introduce Ben because I'm on my own. I am joined by a very special guest. She is my best friend. She's a curvy model. She's a fashion blogger and she is a body confidence activist. And today I want to introduce you to Abby Russell, aka Curvy Living. Oh, thank you, Tally. You always do the best intros for people. Thanks. You really make us feel great. <laughs> you are great and you have many strings to your bow oh, and that you. needs to be heard. People need to celebrate you. Thanks. So today we're going to talk more about body confidence. If you listen to the last episode, we had the three dumbbells on and we spoke a lot about male body confidence. But Abby and I are both body confidence advocates, would you say? Yeah, and definitely. we've been chatting about this a lot recently. So mm-hmm. we felt like it was a great opportunity to continue the conversation and talk about things from a female perspective as well. But before we do that, I think it's be really good to just get to know you better, Abby. Okay. Let's start at the very beginning, because I think that's where all these podcasts start. Let's start at the beginning and talk about you in the early years. Yeah, sure. So I'm from Scotland, um, Aberdeenshire Way, um, a little little country village called Luthermuir near Lawrence Kirk. People might know that a bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, that's where I grew up. But I also lived in Houston, Texas as well when I was younger. So my dad works in the oil and gas industry and we moved over there for three years. Um, so that was when I was six years old. And um, I would say that living in America was the biggest thing about kind of my start of confidence, really. Mm. Because it's that typical thing of all the Americans are so confident, oh, they're so out there. So I was at elementary school there and they really do instill it in you in school. Like you are made to feel like quite special and made to feel like you should be confident in who you are and what you do and what you're good at in school and everything. So what ages was that? Um, six to nine. They're key years, aren't they? They're really impressionable Yeah, so that's because because when I say like, oh, I lived in America and people are like, oh, how long? And I say three years. It's like, it's not that long, but that six to nine years old, like that I took in a lot. Like mm-hmm. I had such a huge effect on me, like growing up. I went to America, a very shy Scottish girl, and I came back quite a confident Americanized version <laughs> which I and I still just feel like I'm part American because I lived there <laughs> it's kind of a running joke between, it is. It between is. us friends so yeah grown up uh quite chubby but not like overweight but I was always like the chubby girl in the, in the class but um the thing was it was never like I never thought of it as, as an issue and if I ever did hear a comment someone made I would always speak to my mum like me my mum and dad have a very good relationship because you're an only child yes yes like I'm an only child yeah and say. I'm just quite lucky that um I just get on with them really well and like we all kind of like similar things mm. so I'm just kind of lucky in that way that I kind of like to hang out with them because <laughs> we like doing you some have a good relationship yeah always felt open to talk to my mum about things so I would always mention if a comment was made that I was like oh like this guy has kind of said you know blah, blah, blah. and my mum always just made out like oh d- 
don't worry about it. Like, it was just like, oh, Abby, like, honestly, not a big deal. And she was like, look, I remember I was quite chubby when I was younger, but, you know, you're you're only, you know, 10. You've still got so much growing to do. Yeah. And she was like, you always go through this, like, puppy fat stage. That's what she called it, puppy fat. That's what my mum called it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just puppy fat. It's just puppy fat. And she was like, yeah, I remember when I turned, you know, 15, 16, I, you know, got taller and it just, you know, it all like worked itself out. Yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. Um, and then that was it. Like, there just wasn't a huge deal made of it, you know. And then I was just like, oh, okay. Abby being my best friend, I do <laughs> obviously know some of this story. Yeah. And you were saying, though, that the adjustment coming from that American thing where like being Scottish was celebrated, being you was celebrated. Yeah, yeah. That coming back to going to back to school in Scotland mm-hmm. was quite the adjustment. Yeah, so, um, yeah, going to America, I was only Scottish girl in the class, you know, I was only Scottish girl, and it, it was, like, so cool. Like, oh, well, like, tell us about it, everything. And then we'd have all these special days in America that, you know... There's cel- a day to celebrate Yeah, exactly. Everything. So we'd always have special things going on that we would do something for, and I remember one day, it was, like, a St Andrew's golf day, and we had this, like, big banner with, like, St Andrews on it and we all had something like tartan and we done a little parade but it's because like but they wanted to use you know me being Scottish for that um and then when I came back to Scotland I went back to quite a small little country primary school and um I got picked on and you know bullied for being different so you know in America I was like oh wow you're you're, the, you're oh you're different from us that's amazing let's celebrate it come back to Scotland and it's like oh you're different <laughs> you know you get bullied. I think that's such an you feel uncomfortable. British yeah. reaction. Like yeah. I think we're all so discouraged to be individuals mm-hmm. and as we were kind of saying before we started recording today, we just don't celebrate individuality and no. in fact we there's pressure to not be an individual and there's pressure to conform and fit yeah. in mm-hmm. and not be different when in fact your difference is what makes you so special and yeah. that is the most being unique and being different is what makes you you? What makes you you? And that's what you have to embrace. And you're going to get so far in the world if you're just embracing that. Well, let's keep talking because, I mean, the teenage years, Abby, <laughs> you did embrace that. You stuck to you. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, um, obviously, I've got my own sense of style right now. You see it on my Instagram and everything. Um, but I've been like that since a young age. But it's like, obviously, the fashion choices back then. Oh, <laughs> some corkers. I feel, but, I feel like you need to do some throwbacks yeah, on Instagram. I, I mean, we've got some funny ones. But I just always stuck to myself. Like, yeah, I did dress like so different to other people at school. And I remember when we had that one Friday where it'd be, um, what was it called? We called it non-school uniform day. But I think other people called yeah. it muck up day or something or... Um, you know, like, had a weird name for it. Yeah, though. but you yeah. could just wear your own clothes, mm. basically. Um, and I remember, like, I just stood out so much, like, with what I was wearing. But I loved it because I felt like I was showcasing a part of my personality and who I was, and that's what I like about fashion and style and that type of thing. I mean, it was tough. At school, I didn't feel like I fitted in. Um, I did have some friends there, but I knew... I just felt like it wasn't... They weren't on my level of, you know, how I thought and yeah. and where it, I wanted to go and, you know, that sort of thing. So I, I just hated school, like hated it. And um, I, when I was younger, well, we were saying this earlier, I think I actually had a bit of social anxiety. And I remember that I would be nervous every day going to school. Like I would have butterflies in my stomach every day going to school. And why was that? Um, and I think it's because I just found it really difficult to have like, 
conversations with people like I just would feel really nervous I wouldn't mm. know what to say and I think it was just like I I was unsure what was going to happen that day so yeah. in some ways did you feel like you were confident because you were you were like I'm gonna say true to me I'm gonna say true mm. to the things I believe in the things that make me happy I'm gonna dress the way I am I'm gonna talk the way I want to I'm gonna yeah. be interested in the things I'm interested in mm. but but then yeah. in some ways so you were like internally quite confident but yeah. in some ways trying to vocalize that like in literally vocalizing that yeah was scary was scary yeah and I think it's because I actually am quite a shy person mm. although as I'm getting older I'm very much more confident about speaking out and about being a bit more extrovert but my yeah, natural setting is like introvert is introvert yeah mm. so um yeah I think I was just actually a, a shy person and it's such a weird combination being so confident within myself and totally sticking to my guns and like you know not conforming to anything like the whole time I've known you you've never conformed oh my ever. god no like never and I mean I remember going to house like one of the first house parties I was invited to and I went along my mum dropped me off and I walked in everyone was like drinking and everything and I was I mean I personally don't even like alcohol that much anymore well I know you don't either we're, mm. we're not big fans no we just don't like the drinkers. taste of it basically um and I remember being like, oh, so not, it's not like any Ribena. Any Ribena. <laughs> of course you wanted Ribena at a house party. Yeah. But I love that because most of us would be like, I'm just going to drink I'm this disgusting drink this because drink. I want to fit in. And you're like, well, I don't like it. I'm, I'm like, going to have a Ribena. Ribena. And then literally I, I got must have got a drink of some sort. And then I left it like 10 minutes and I was like, nope, do you know what? This vibe is not for me. And I got my mum to come pick me up. I was there for like 15 minutes. I think that's so unusual now. And especially with all the pressures that teenagers face with social media and everything else to just (laughs) be like, no, I'm not feeling this. I'm going to do my own thing because I know who I am. And do you think that is because you're an only child? And do you think like your parents have had an effect on that? I think Um, they must have. Yeah, I mean, I think my mum and dad are amazing and they've been such an amazing influence on me growing up and I think like my mum as well like as a woman to look up to like she's such like a strong woman also very confident in herself you know Mm. I never heard her um you know being negative towards her and like and my mum's like a plus size woman so you know typically I could hear her talking about like going on a diet or like oh this and that but I just didn't she always embraced her body and I loved that and I actually remember, like, my mum's, like, super strong. Mm. Like, she would always, like, get stuck into, like, DIY stuff and everything. Mm. So it's like, I don't know, like, that's what I saw her as. And she was never, never said anything related to, like, diets or anything. So I feel like in terms of body image in that way, that, that was amazing to have just such a strong woman constantly in my life like that. Mm. I don't know. I just feel like I was brought up just to be proud of who I was and it's mostly like being a good person like being Mm. a good person in the world I feel like that's what I always remember my mum and dad kind of like always referring to it's like well as long as you're doing the right thing and you can you know sleep at night with a clear conscience that was like always a big thing do you know what I mean yeah um I guess because I as an only child you spend a lot of time by yourself Mm. um so I don't mind my own do you think that's where your introverted nature comes from in a way yeah. Um, because you are used to your own company yeah, and actually so big social situations are quite overwhelming it's quite overwhelming because I do just like I did like things to be like a bit quieter mm. um, so yeah I guess it, it does come from like kind of being on my own but then I mean then you hear of a lot of only children who are you know crazy and extroverts so true so, I mean it's, it's just like 
we're all just so different. It's and just, that's totally okay. Oh, like, yeah, I it's think totally it's different. totally cool to... Obviously, I'm a natural extrovert. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> in my blood and in my DNA. Like, yeah, my whole family are yeah, yeah, very exactly, extroverted. Yeah. Um, but in some ways, then I have my introverted moments where I can be yeah. really shy and I want to be really quiet. Yeah, and I think yeah. there are those dimensions to my personality. Yeah, definitely. So, I want to talk about when we met. Okay. Because we met seven years ago now. I know, it's crazy. Crazy. Like... Oh, it doesn't feel like that at all. No. So basically, at school, um, my best thing was drama and music. Um, I could not care less for anything else, and I wasn't good at anything else. So my mum and dad saw that that was kind of my strength, and they got me sorted out in amateur dramatics company that was local. So I was doing, like, local shows there. And that's when I kind of met people that was more on my wavelength of things. Yeah, and you and, connected and to those I, people. I, like, they were, like, my closest friends rather than my school friends. Mm. Um, so I loved doing that. I auditioned... For drama schools, I mean, ugh, I was so naive. To, I so didn't know. Like, literally, last year at high school, I auditioned for the Royal Scottish place in Glasgow. Yeah. And, like, I went along, bless me, with, like, um, an Anna Get Your Gun song. So I kind of, and I dressed as, like, kind of a cowgirl for it. Like, for this audition. Like, <laughs> I didn't know this. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and, like, I remember for the dance call, I had jean short, denim shorts on for the dance. Oh, no, like, Abby. I just didn't know. I just didn't know anything. Oh, no. But, like, I got a recall, though. Hey, girl. Because you and you're confident but, but, and yeah. you walk in and you owned it. Yeah, probably just because I was like this. They were like, who is she? <laughs> but anyway. This girl's interesting. She's very different from everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> which, actually, in the musical theatre world, can really help me stand can out. Can help you, yeah. That was my first ever audition. But I got a recall, and that was kind of like, oh, okay, they saw something in me, like, I'm doing this. Mm. And then I ended up going to college in Scotland for two years, and that was quite good because I moved away from home. And then they taught you to not wear denim shorts in a, in a dance yes. edition. and yeah, yeah, I learned the proper attire. And that course, was it a musical theatre course? Yes, so it was a diploma. Um, so, yeah, I got, I got an A. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was two years out, and it was just a, quite a good experience just for life as well because I moved away from home. I actually lived on my own for the two years. So how old were you then? Um, 17. Wow. Because I, I remember that summer, um, I learned to drive within like a month. Like I learned to drive so quick. Um, learned to drive within a month. Very lucky. My mum and dad got me um, a little car and then uh, moved away. Bye. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. And how did you find living on your own at that time? Was that... Um, I, I was fine, actually. Cause I, and I was quite lucky because I had some family around the corner because it was in Fife. So it was about an hour and a half away from my mum and dad. But then it was still close enough that my mum would come up like nearly every week yeah and that was when I was a Zumba instructor yes so (laughs) okay quick side note podcasters um Abby and I initially bonded over our love of Zumba this is a little known fact Abby was a qualified Zumba instructor yeah and so was I and I used to ask Abby for advice yeah it's because you never taught a class, did you? I never taught a class, but no. I did the qualification. Well, go, I was too nervous to teach. Were you? Yeah, I didn't have... Oh. Anyway, we digress. Yeah. Okay. We digress. Anyway, so yeah, I actually taught Zumba. My mum used to come and help me with that. So uh, You have to have confidence to get up and do Zumba. You're literally like shaking your bum for everyone oh, and yeah, like getting them to dance around. You know I love that. Yeah, you do. I love that. So yeah, my mum would kind of come and help me with that. So I saw them quite a lot. But yeah, I was fine about living by myself. And then you made the big move to England. So, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Over the border. Yeah. Moved to Guildford. Good times. Love Guildford. Oh, it's lovely. Mm. And I thought it was quite a nice transition because it's kind of like, it's not full on busy London. Mm. It's kind of got that country vibe still. So, it's really good. And yeah, that's where we met. We did. We went to um, drama school together. Yeah. So, we both studied a three year musical theatre course. Yep. And Abby and I, like we said, bonded over Zumba. 
I mean, I'm a bit embarrassed to say, but we also bonded over our love of celebrity gossip. Yeah. We did. We did. But things have developed so much since then, and we're going to get into our (laughs) deeper levels of friendship. And it's really interesting. There's that phrase, isn't it? Like, friends for a reason, friends for a season, friends for life. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, I kind of said to you earlier, we have grown and developed so much as people, but Mm -hmm. together, Mm -hmm. it's been... I feel really lucky to have met you. Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of, we're learning so much about kind of different topics and things, mm. but it's quite good that we kind of end up looking at it from the same perspective. Yeah. So we kind of agree on it. And yeah, things. and we yeah. help educate each other and yeah, yeah. we help share our experiences. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's why, like, we've become so close and I don't know if you follow myself on social media you know Abby's always there and I'm yeah. sure if you follow Abby on social media you think yeah. we're never apart yeah <laughs> um so we did drama school together how mm-hmm. was how was drama school for you like honestly right so um honestly when I think about it I'm like oh my god I loved it mm. um and I and I honestly did because I loved that the feeling of like we were a family. Yeah, we had like a, a year group of like just over thirty people. Yeah, and I felt like we were very unique as in a year group because we were the first year to try out this new course and everything. Mm. And it was like we we're a right random bunch of people. Like it was like most. It yeah. was an eclectic mix. To but say I love that. I love. But then I love that because I I felt like I was so different. And then I'm in this group of like very different people, and I'm like, oh, these are my kind of people. Like we're all different. You and know? one of the things I did love about drama school is that we really were celebrated as individuals yes. and really encouraged to be yourself mm-hmm. and to explore who you are. Yeah. And so how old were you when you went? Um. So I must have been nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. Yeah. 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 So that's like, sure. and even then, I still think there's such developmental years oh, yeah, like still in your, going on your life there. yeah because you've still got so much to like experience as well yeah. as like an adult yeah absolutely yeah. um and even then i think back and i i don't when i was 1920 i really thought i was an adult yeah. and the things i feel now are so different oh, i, God, I yeah. still feel like a child i'm yeah. 27 now i know i feel like i'm 21 still so. yeah i did really enjoy it and i felt like the people that we met and everything were just like really good influences on us like during that time of our life Mm. and I don't know I just and I loved living in Guildford and like the overall experience I loved but then when I kind of look more deeply into it I'm like oh yeah I remember that time that I my mum and dad came to visit and I literally had a breakdown in Prezzo like literally at dinner and I just like broke down crying and mum and dad were like oh no (laughs) what What have have we done done? yeah (laughs) um so like it was such tough moments and especially when it's difficult because I always had a bit of an issue like with my singing because like I wasn't the best but I knew I could be so much better Mm. and the thing is like with singing lessons like anyone can be taught to sing and it's like amazing how much better you can get with singing Mm. lessons so I saw myself getting better but I was like I'm not going to be good enough and all the genres that were expected to cover like to be able to sing I'm Mm. like I can't sing like that I can't sing like this I can't sing like that and um, I just found it like really overwhelming, especially third year when it was like um, we were doing our final shows and we had to have like the portfolio of songs mm-hmm. ready. And I just like found it really overwhelming. And um, I just felt like, oh, I can't cover all of these areas. Oh, like I just, yeah. It, it was, was tough. Because I'm the same. I kind of look back at it with fond memories in terms of the people I got to spend my time with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're all still friends. Um, we've had this like very unique shared experience yeah. that I don't think even anyone who attends the same drama school will ever it's have. have yeah. It's very unique to us mm-hmm. and we've all got this deep bond because of it. Yeah, and we yeah. still all see each other, you know, when we can. Mm-hmm. And and I think 
drama school tests your character oh, and it tests yeah. your ability to stay true to yourself. Did yes. you ever feel tested? Were there ever moments where you doubted yourself? Yeah, 100%. But it was more like I doubted myself like with my talent. Yeah. But I still was like but I am me and <laughs> there's no one like me. Mm. So like something's going to happen. And I did really believe in myself. Like you I did. really believed that like I had something special. And you do have something special because yeah. look at you now. Yeah. Um. So obviously both of us have, we've gone on different career paths mm-hmm. than perhaps we initially expected when we were like yeah. 19 and 20. Mm. Um. What do you do now, Abs? And like <laughs> what? So, well, whilst I was at drama school, I took part in a competition um, with the underwear brand Curvy Kate and they do a competition I think it's like nearly every year and it's called Star in a Bra and it's pretty much just to get normal folks normal women uh, to come in and wear like the underwear pretty much just to be like hey I'm curvy and become the new face of the um, yeah you do like some modeling with yeah them, you do you? some modeling like with modeling them yeah kind of but it's more like about inspiring confidence within yeah. everyone and stuff um so basically my mum actually spotted that in a magazine article or somewhere or with like a little leaflet you get in your online shopping and my mum um sent it to me and was like oh you should do this abby like that that would be cool because you know you're like confident in yourself and stuff and i was like oh yeah okay um yeah all right like i just i was like yeah okay mum said i'll do it some mum keep mum happy sort of thing um so me and my flatmate at the time um done a little photo shoot in our flat and i got some photos like in the underwear and stuff it was just like a fun night really doing that and i sent them off ended up basically getting to the final 10 and it was all through votes on facebook and stuff and then i actually came third overall i mean i just want to also add that's when we particularly bonded because i made myself campaign manager (laughs) and i i spent a lot of time rounding up votes for people and getting them like any random people we met in bars on lights out was like get on facebook vote for abby in this competition she's gonna be the next big thing i was right i'm just saying i was right i think it's funny because i feel like you loved the message i was spreading totally about confidence but you hadn't at that point really like no i hadn't discovered this myself at all so i think you were just like this is so cool i'm gonna help you i just always loved your energy and like i loved that you was so unique and yeah yeah, you dressed really different to me and we were so similar in some some ways but Mm -hmm. like just the way you expressed who you were through your appearance particularly was really striking to me yeah and it attracted me to you like more like I yeah I don't know I just love being around you we always had so much fun yeah we did and then yeah so basically I came third overall there but I was still I think I was in like second year actually yeah so I was just like oh that was fun and then I got quite good feedback from it as well and I was like oh you're quite like photogenic and I was like oh maybe this is something that I could do I was like okay well let me just finish drama school yeah (laughs) so I done that and then when I graduated whilst I was auditioning for like musical theatre acting jobs I did start creating a portfolio so I like hooked up with a couple of photographers working on a TFP basis so we're not none of us are getting paid just time for prints so I kind of built up a portfolio actually I was in two other competitions that I'd done as well and it was just quite good to get a bit of exposure from that and you just like learn a lot of things from doing those type they did a lot of, of like modeling workshops and you did yeah. catwalks because I remember coming to watch you and yes. you on yeah yeah um so that was all fun and like I said and you get to like meet some people and actually from that last competition I'd done I'd done Miss Curvaceous UK and like I was just recently in a catwalk show with some of the girls from that that I'd done it with which is That's quite cool. That's amazing. Um, How it comes full circle. I know. So yeah I've done a couple of competitions but I mean don't expect much from them type of things because you know. Yeah. 
it's just the experience. It's a bit. It's experience, and you you do learn some things. So it's definitely worth it to give it a go. And um, then obviously it's all been on social media, kind of. And then yeah, I just since. kind of like really upped like my Instagram and everything. And yeah, it's just kind of like I think if you don't follow more. Abby, um, we'll do another plug at the end. But follow her <laughs> on at Curvy Living, and just while you're listening to this episode, just go and check out her page. Like today, she's wearing bright yellow earrings, a bright yellow dress, um, with a like a beach bag, <laughs> and I mean the amount of compliments you've had today, amazing. Yeah. Your wardrobe is full of color. Your yeah. page is all about color mm. and happiness, and you just get good vibes. And we even met someone yesterday on the tube who just oh, and who just kind of came up to you and said like thank you for wearing colour and making me feel that as a woman who isn't um isn't you know traditionally slim yeah I have the confidence to wear clothes and like I can yeah I can actually wear what I want and feel proud about it Mm -hmm. um so I just think it's amazing what you're doing with your page yeah and I think that leads us nicely on because we want to talk more about the body confidence chat um, and we want to talk more about it and I think we've touched on points throughout but I think the biggest thing that has kept cropping up Mm -hmm. is about embracing individuality yeah and we were chatting before about body confidence and how actually body confidence is the end goal yep and there's a whole lot of work on yourself that has to come before right. that. Yeah. You guys know body confidence is the buzzword on social media, online, in the media in general. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's, you know, should be body positive and should feel good in their skin. And there's almost like another pressure to feel that way about yourself. And actually that's a really overwhelming thing. And that yeah. can be really intimidating. And on the other hand, there's a lot... Um, Diet culture has a massive part to play in this and society and social media and all that kind of stuff has spent a lot a long time. We've been in the midst of that feeling rubbish about ourselves. Mm. And so there's no so you've gone through all these years of hating yourself and then now you meant to love yourself just like that. And it's it can be a scary place to yeah. start. Yeah, and I think it's so it's it is overwhelming to think about it, especially when you you know you might follow me and think, oh my god, she's so confident. How does she do that? I can't. Oh, I can't. I can't be like that ever. You know. But it's like no, like this is an end goal. Mm. Like being able to say, do you know what? I'm confident in myself. I feel body confident. Um, that's the end phrase to your journey. Yeah. Because there's a whole lot of stuff you got to do before that, and it's a whole thing of self discovery. It's not even based about how you look. No. It's all coming from how you love yourself and, and, and what you think about yourself, and you know what worth do you give yourself, sort absolutely. of thing. You really always stuck to your guns your opinions your beliefs you knew who you were Mm -hmm. from a young age which I think is really unusual like you are a bit of a unicorn yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're a bit unusual and I think there's I'm I'm hoping some of you guys are thinking oh my goodness yeah I'm not sure I know myself for me personally my 20s have been this whole time of discovery yeah um and even like the kind of second half of my 20s is Mm. becoming I'm learning even more about myself Mm. and I'm I feel like I'm changing again and yeah, like, I mean, in a positive yeah, way. Yeah, but um, I think the beginning of being confident and comfortable in your skin is recognising what your skin is, recognising mm-hmm. what, what you are, who you are, and um, starting to yeah really discover yourself mm-hmm. and discover 
what you like, what you don't like, what your opinions are, mm-hmm. what your tasting fashion is, what mm-hmm. your food you like, yeah. what music you want. And also that also reflects in the kind of people you spend your time with and the kind of things you spend your time doing. Yeah. Um, and all those things can help you feel confident and good about mm. yourself. And even things like as simple as um, I always, because well, I was a bit introvert when I was younger, I used to feel a bit... Um, unconfident about if people like oh um do you want a coffee i mean i hate coffee i only drink tea mm. but it's like sometimes i because i'd be really nervous or just like oh i'd be like um yeah like and i would just do you know what i mean like yeah. i have this coffee that i'm like no but it's like now because like i totally know what i like and dislike and because i'm like super confident in myself don't care what anyone else thinks i'd be like oh i hate coffee yeah like you know i'll have a tea give me a brew and <laughs> yeah put the kettle on um but it's just like things like that it's being confident it's like if someone hands you a glass of prosecco at a party it's like oh um i don't drink and not being afraid to and not being yeah yeah there's a lot of social pressures i think that make us act and behave in a way that isn't always true to ourselves Mm -hmm. um and like perhaps you're thinking thinking that while you're listening you know there are things that i do because i think i should rather Mm -hmm. than because i want to and yeah it's coming to terms with who you are and when it comes to your body, we as a society, and I think we as people who use social media and have this whole world open to us at our fingertips, like everything's there at touch of a button. Yeah. Um, we can use social media in such a great way to help us become more accepting and more aware of different body types. Mm-hmm. Because Abby's a curvaceous lady. <laughs> um, I'm pretty petite, but I'm like a standard kind of petite person Mm -hmm. you know I've got a friend who's super tall and it's also just being aware of people's being aware of all different body shapes and sizes and colors because um we did a talk recently together and we, we were saying that there that I think once we start to see beauty in all sorts of different people mm-hmm. and appreciating beauty in different cultures whether someone's Chinese yeah Asian uh Iranian you know, all yeah. sorts of different things. Like, when we can see beauty in these different cultural perspectives mm-hmm. and different ethnicities and different shapes and sizes, then I think we can't help but realise that our beauty is um, fits in just as well. Yeah. Because I think we believe beauty looks a certain way mm-hmm. because we've been fed a Western ideal for so long. Mm-hmm. And Abby and I fit into that Western ideal, yeah, really. That, and it's the whole thing of us having, like, that privilege that mm. we don't face as many struggles as other women mm. because we we are white. Blonde. blonde like what is seen as being like tradition semi-attractive Do yeah you know I mean? yeah like, like the stereotypical yeah. western ideal yeah. and I think if you're struggling to feel like you're not right or you you don't feel like you fit in or well, I think as you can discuss today like you don't need to fit in but I think no. as you feel like you don't belong in certain ways it's mm-hmm. trying to find people that look like you to make you feel good about yourself yeah um so whether like that's the girl who came up to abby yesterday saying um and she looked really like you didn't yeah, she yeah it was so quite funny how she was similar size to abby also blonde yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she looked up to you as someone who she could relate to relate and i to, think it's yeah. like finding other people to relate to yeah. but it's also opening your eyes to other people yeah. and seeing how they express themselves seeing how they behave and particularly when it comes to like clothes and fashion which is so much your your, your expertise yeah, but like yeah. using that to express yourself and not being afraid to because you've seen other people do it and having that example mm-hmm. yeah definitely and it's like um the instagrammer grace victory so she's a plus size woman and body positive activist mm. um and she's also going through 
a stage of kind of being a lot more like spiritual and holistic about mm. um like her therapy her recovery and, and recovery and, yeah. and everything and I just find it really interesting because I've never um I've never gone through that personally and I've not known someone that's kind of gone that route of like that spiritual ways but like I'm really enjoying seeing her doing it mm. and you know she's a plus-sized woman but she's really into her fashion as well so I love that mm. um but you know she's like completely different to me but I love her content and I love watching her and I love seeing her on this journey. And you can learn so and much yeah, from I'm her. Le- yeah, learning so much, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important. So I think there's a one little takeaway point from today is please get make your feed more diverse. Yes. And um, I'm personally going to start following a lot more people and sharing a lot more people because mm-hmm. I do follow quite a lot of people of different shapes and sizes but sharing those people sharing more and celebrating it, yeah. those people more because mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to help us accept ourselves and accept other people mm-hmm. and then let's talk about self-care because I think a massive part of body confidence comes from self-care and like as we spoke about having that self-worth and self-respect yep. um, because I think you have to have self-worth and respect to stay true to yourself in the way that you do yeah, how do you practice self-care what are your favorite things to do I mean I know self-care is often like run a bath but like on a deeper level like what do you do to um so for me number one yeah so for me like I need a bit of downtime and I just love watching tv (laughs) so like that's your introvert self is like I need to just Um, chill yeah like I'm such a sofa girl like Mm. sofa cup of tea biscuits tv like that's my happy place oh (laughs) that's like when I'm like I can just like oh yeah okay I can just chill for a bit yeah so yeah that's like my main thing that I just love to just sit down and watch telly really or like Mm. um I love watching YouTube videos and everything like Mm. that it's just like even like staying on top of like the housework like making sure like the washing's done because when all of that gets a bit bit out of control and the house gets a bit messy then I feel stressed and I feel like a bit anxious like oh I really need to get I need to get this done but Mm. I'm really busy and I don't actually have time and oh my god um so making sure that that's just like you know, I'm I'm keeping on top of all that. Mm. I see that as kind of a form of self care because it's keeping me feeling good. And recently, you know? there was um, an occasion where you decided to like cancel social plans yeah. and work on those things because you knew ultimately that was going to be best for your yeah. mental health and well being. Yeah. So I just had quite a busy week, and I had this kind of social plan booked in. And by the time it got to that day, I was just, like, really tired. Um, The house was a mess. And I didn't know, like, when I was going to have a free day to sort it out. Um, And also, like, the trains to get there was, like, delayed. And I would have had to do an extra change that Mm. I normally wouldn't have to do and blah, 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 blah. And, like, just thinking about it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm I'm stressed just thinking about Mm. it. And I know I'm going to be stressed, like, travelling, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? It's actually not worth it. It's not worth me getting so frazzled. Yeah about this so do you know what I'm just gonna have to say that I can't go and the world doesn't end and, and yeah nothing bad happened yeah and, and in fact you're I'm f- better off for it yeah yeah <laughs> I feel social media has a lot to answer for and so many things but like our phones in general just make us feel like there's so many things to do we have to see all these people we have to mm-hmm. do all this stuff mm-hmm. and you know sometimes you just have to take time for yourself yeah and just be, uh, yeah. And, yeah. and sort out your own little lot and just yeah. make sure your ducks are in a row yeah. at some points and also like you have to remember that people they do understand and when you say like oh do you know what like I've just been like non-stop all week and like, da, da, da. like I'm really sorry but I'm just not in like the right mindset to come and uh, you know I just wouldn't 
be having a good time anyway and people will be like oh, oh don't worry like honestly mm. you know like nice people they'll yeah. totally understand and it's not as bad as you think to have to cancel on things absolutely so another thing i think is really key to um confidence because we're talking really a lot about confidence in general but the body confidence stuff as well yeah. so like you know really feeling good starting to feel good in your skin yeah. starting to accept your skin mm-hmm. um it's to stop comparing yourself isn't it yes so what is the point of comparing when we're all so different when what is the point of comparing when we're never going to have that same body like it's impossible or that same life or, or that, that same life same... yeah work ethic or yeah same... exactly because we're all completely different human beings with completely different personalities with completely different traits of our personalities with completely different bodies completely different length of arms length of legs mm-hmm. like just stop like it's... no one fingerprint is the same yeah exactly so just let's just embrace that individuality yeah i think you're really great at that but i think when it comes to like your appearance and stuff you're you're really great at that in terms of you know who you are and you know that like you celebrate your own uniqueness yeah did you ever feel like you'd compare yourself in other aspects of life though for example like when we were at drama school did you feel like you would compare yourself oh yeah definitely singing wise and stuff like that yeah definitely um just because well just because it's like oh well she's a better singer than me Mm. you know it's like oh I wish I wish I could sing that bit like she can sing Mm. it yeah like definitely done a lot of that um, at drama school which is probably why I've kind of not gone that route as a career because I think without me realizing I'm like I'm not that kind of person to be forced to think that way I guess Mm. and then when it comes to bodies like there is so much to compare yourself to if you're in that mindset if you're looking online and social media and stuff Um, and I just think when we start placing more value on people as for who they are mm-hmm. and I think I really hope that's the shift that society is taking mm-hmm. I think as we start making that shift and valuing people for who they yeah. are yeah. then we don't need to compare ourselves to what they look like and what they're doing because yeah. I think I value you as a friend mm-hmm. um not for what you look like yeah for who you are as a person yeah. because the fact that we have silly things that we bond over yeah. like our celeb gossip yeah. and then we have really deeper things that we connect over and that is mm-hmm. our want to kind of change this industry and make yeah. people value themselves more and make mm-hmm. people feel good about themselves yeah. um and we bond you know so deep on different levels and mm-hmm. i and like the things i love about you are rare, aren't to do with the way you look yeah. it's a bonus you look <laughs> fab but it's just not this it's just not my motivation yeah, not. for being your friend yeah. and it's also is like kind of relationships or friendships is how people make you feel about yourself yeah. how, um they make you feel about you know the world mm. and other people that are in your life it's not how they look doesn't actually have an effect on you so when you're comparing yourself to someone online or whatever and you're thinking like there's like don't compare to what they look like mm. I don't think that should be the point of comparison mm-hmm. like do we compare to other people's personalities and yeah I don't know I think I think that's a tricky thing as well though because you know the way we operate as humans is also mm-hmm. pretty individual to us because it's all yeah, about you know the upbringing we've had yeah your environments our experiences yeah. and I just think don't think there's anything to compare to no there's not exactly so let's stop let's just stop like <laughs> let's just, just stop it's honestly just like not worth it and just a waste of your time and energy like so many better things to be and when doing. you just exist in your space with doing the stuff you love being with the people you love mm-hmm. hanging out with you know good people 
you don't compare anymore yeah you're you just, you, just don't, you just don't feel the need to yeah yeah and I think this is something that I always find really this is like a bit of a joke of drama school with Abby <laughs> so kind of like one of the other points for us uh, and talking about confidence in general really is about uh, gratitude yes there's a little story that I have told before, but I feel like I need to hear it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> so it was one day at school, at school, drama school, and we were doing like tumbling and things, which, by the way, Tally and I, awful. Rubbish at. Rubbish. Awful. Like, literally, the amount I had to build myself up to do a roly-poly was, like, hilarious. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Why did we think we were going to succeed in that career? I know, I don't know. <laughs> like, cannot do a cartwheel. Basics. Anyway. So one of the girls had done, like, a front flip. So, like, I'm looking at her, like... We'd love to be able to do that. That's amazing. Mm. And I filmed it on her phone and she watched it back and she was like, oh, my arms look really big. Like, they look really huge there. Like, oh, my arms look fat sort of thing. And I was like, what? That's what you're focusing on when you're looking at this video of you doing a front flip. Um, which is incredible. Which is incredible. And I just said to her, I was like, um, look, you need to realise that some people in this world don't have arms. So... You should be happy for yours. <laughs> and obviously, that kind of spread like wildfire. And we all laughed at you for saying that. Yeah, you but do you know what? You couldn't be more yeah. right. You couldn't be more on the money. Like, <laughs> just having a sense of gratitude about having an able body. Yes. And like, some of you guys might not have an able body. Mm-hmm. But being grateful about certain aspects of, of your body, yeah. uh, being certain aspects of your life, mm-hmm. um, that helps you find confidence. Because I think... That makes you feel that makes you feel good about where you're at. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, um so many people struggle with different things. Um, so to be able to have, you know, a body that's 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 fit, that you, you know, you can do any kind of sort of physical mm. activity you want really, um, that's like, wow, that's like really cool that I can do that. That's like, you know, some people can't. Absolutely. Sure. And we once again we have we're in a privileged position. Yeah, that exactly. we that we can that we can do these things yeah. and we should um yeah, seize every moment, take mm-hmm. your opportunity and don't let and don't let the size of your body stand in your way and don't mm. let or the way you think your body looks stand in your way because yeah. one day you might not have the opportunity to do those things. Yeah, you never know what's around the corner. Like anything can happen in this life and when we've seen such like sad stories about, you know, things that happen in yeah. life and it's like, God, you never know what's gonna happen. Let's just bloody live life and enjoy it. Absolutely. Um one of my favourite things is a life coach, Jacqueline Hurst, once said, oh, yes. um, I love this. She's like, imagine what we could do if we used all the time and energy we spent into dieting and into hating ourselves. Mm-hmm. And what if we put that into being better people and mm-hmm. changing the world? Yeah. And I think personally that's massively hit home for me mm-hmm. um, the past couple of years and it's just the big turning point in my life that I think I've made that I've just realised like all that time and energy I wasted mm-hmm. on trying to look like someone else on trying yeah. to fit in mm-hmm. on trying to please other people mm-hmm. when in fact I need to just stay true to myself yeah. and I need to do the things I'm passionate about and um, go after my dreams mm-hmm. and help other people mm-hmm. because I'm in a position to do that yeah um, yeah yeah I feel like that's a good place to kind of wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, that was a good ending there. We had a really good chat. Felt, yeah. Guys, I really hope you have enjoyed having Abby on the podcast today. Yay. It was really fun. We've had a quite a diverse chat. I think yeah. we've spoken about a lot of 
um, mm-hmm. fun things. And hopefully you realise, like, I feel like we've talked about a lot of things, not just based about our bodies, mm. you know, and it is about so much more than just accepting your body. Like, that, that is the end goal. Mm. And there's so much more to appreciate about life than just how we look. Yes. We're so much more than what we look. So. Yes. We are. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have anything else you would want to talk to Abby about or find Abby, where can we find you? So, yeah, um, Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook page, um, all Curvy Living. And YouTube. Oh, and YouTube. Oh, my goodness. I'm forgetting. Yes, I'm restarting my YouTube. So there's two new videos up there. I'm doing some shopping hauls. But, yeah, that's called Curvy Living as well. So just, I'm just known as Curvy Living online. For all your <laughs> curvy fashion and confidence needs yeah abby is your gal yeah <laughs> um thank you so much for listening let me know what you thought of this episode obviously ben has let me have free reign <laughs> and i couldn't have had a better guest than abby it's been Yay. such a chilled recording i've really Love enjoyed it. doing this episode yeah, thanks for having me absolute pleasure and <laughs> i will see you in the next one and do let us know if you have any requests for future guests or any topics you'd like us to discuss, then please get in contact on at waybox, which is way underscore box, or at tallyrye. And I will speak to you guys very soon. Thank you and goodbye. Bye.